0: Welcome to the Rossin Box,
1: where dancers go for show prep and candid chat. I'm Claire Kretschmar,
0: and I'm Aron Sands, and we are dancers with New York City Ballet. Well, we're back for a new episode, number 72 of New York City Ballet official podcast. Claire Kretschmar and myself, Aron Sands Madrid, here at Lincoln Center, almost live, Almost live. Well, yeah, because like we recorded, but like it takes a few days. <laughs> almost. I'm like, alive I'm alive. I'm here. <laughs> I'm
1: here. So I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Um. Well, it is spooky season, so yes,
1: yeah, yeah. October.
0: Almost alive from Lincoln Center. <clears throat> uh, but we have a very special episode dedicated to our colleague, our prima ballerina. Prima. My eyes. Prima ballerina, New York City Ballet, soloist, dancer, Claire Critchmore.
1: Yeah, we're going to talk about... We're going to dive. We're going to dive into uh, retirement from a ballet company, since it's something that I just did on October 15th, Saturday night at 8 o'clock. Yeah, it was a very special experience.
0: So when you talk about retirement, we're talking about kind of like the official closing of your career with New York City Ballet as a ballet dancer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that Claire Kirchmar is going anywhere. But dancing-wise, we have somewhere of uh, ending a chapter.
1: Yes. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, the last show that I did was this past Saturday. Um, we're recording on a Tuesday after. Mm-hmm. And I performed episodes, a potteda de that I have been doing for a significant amount of years in my career. And it's called Five Pieces. It's the second section of George Balanchine's episodes. And then I also closed out with Vienna Waltzes, which I got to dance with Aaron. And that was really special. I did the first movement of Vienna waltzes, and it's a very nostalgic movement. It's sensitive, and, well, it's beautiful and reflective, but also really joyful. Mm -hmm. It's really joyful. You feel like you're in the forest dancing with birds and trees. Mm
0: -hmm. And that was a debut for both of us.
1: It was, So you had
0: something that you have had. A lot of experience yes, with and episodes. know so well, mm-hmm. and then but also something fresh and new, and exciting in a different way.
1: Yes, and I only performed this role in Vienna Waltzes two times in my entire career, and they were kind of back to back in a sense. I did my first show on Thursday night, and then I did the last show of Vienna Waltzes on Saturday, and
0: yeah, just two days after. Yeah, two
1: days and yeah it's interesting to do a debut in your final season mm-hmm. because you know that you may not perfect it or grow in it as much as certain other roles but at the same time there's a great purity and just uh, a freedom of knowing that you only do those two times mm-hmm. and then just do it as best and as true as you can mm-hmm. and then close the door
0: five pieces, you performed it with a new partner or someone that you had done it before with?
1: I performed it with a new partner this season, Gilbert Bolden III. And I have had, I think, two other partners in the past. I danced it originally with Jared Angle mm-hmm. and then with Ask LaCour. Mm-hmm. And each time it was a little different. Like there were always a few years in between mm-hmm. each time I did it, right. so each time I definitely was a you know, slightly different person yeah. doing that role. Uh-huh. But I feel so grateful with how the show went on yeah. Saturday. Yeah. dance with you and it's I mean every
0: dancer has its own timeline and its own career path in you know, retiring at a different time in their life but it is somewhere of a more rare occasion that a dancer retires at their somewhere peak years where they're still like young but th- now they are established mm-hmm. and they're they are somewhere seasoned. And also, it's rare that um, not particularly there is any injury or any physical thing restraining the dancer. But in your case, it it was a decision that you made. So I guess we're curious to learn the reason why you have decided to take off the point shoes.
1: Yes. So there have been so many reasons behind this decision and, since coming back after the pandemic, slowly but surely I started to perceive these changes in me and my desires too. So I think there are a few big standout reasons. And the biggest one is that I realized that I desired to do other things. I still enjoyed the performances that I got to do this year And for me, like, one of the greatest joys, well, a a few things, but of performing live is the matching of movement to music and just feeling so connected to music. And I really did enjoy that this past year. I also enjoy the friendships. Like, I really enjoy the personal Mm -hmm. relationships with dancers. But I realized that kind of the, the, the grind of the job was wearing on me. And I didn't have the same kind of fire. I mean, I still worked really hard in class. Mm -hmm. Like that will, I think, just be natural Mm -hmm. to me and probably natural to a lot of people Mm -hmm. because that's what we've known growing up. We have to work hard in order to do a good job. Yeah, the discipline is ingrained in us in ways that I think will last. But the day in and day out mentally and emotionally was very challenging So that I was starting to realize that it it was maybe eating at me more than it was giving me life. And with that too, I started to realize that being a curator of lots of different things was something that really excited me. That's one thing that I realized I was like, oh, um, I've had the opportunity to choreograph a little more. Both during the pandemic and then since coming back mm-hmm. to New York City Ballet after the pandemic, and I had some really challenging but rich experiences choreographing, and to me that is like curation in a very specific dance way. Mm-hmm. I also enjoyed just curating lots of things, like from anywhere to my outfit for the day, to my meals, to like what my home looks like. Mm-hmm. And then another thing that I realized after the pandemic was some of my favorite moments during the workday at New York City Ballet were simply talking to people. Like I really enjoyed listening to people's struggles and triumphs and helping them navigate those. So all of these things, these new desires or just new, like the enjoyment that I was finding, it wasn't coming from... The element that got me to New York City Ballet Mm -hmm. which was like the dancing and the Mm -hmm. work and all of that I went a lot of places with that answer but to summarize it's just that I realized this past year that my desires and the things that brought me life were not as tied to my dancing Mm -hmm. and that with that like there were many frustrations that when we came back after the pandemic I was like ah I don't like dealing with these frustrations day in and day out and it's a noble task to deal with your own frustrations and make art and that's something that I think it will stay with me when I create things whatever they may be in the future Mm -hmm. but in the context of ballet I was ready to relinquish the deep personal frustrations that I had with my own dancing. Right. And instead, paired with the idea of enjoying talking to people mm-hmm. at work, I was like, oh, I don't like dealing with my own frustrations, but I think I can be a helpful hand to other people who want to still do ballet mm-hmm. and who are also navigating their frustrations or mm-hmm. ways that they want to be excellent. That makes sense. That was a loaded answer. Yeah, I,
0: <laughs> I would expect it to be a complex... Answer it. I think for all of us, it is at any point in your career, it's not an easy decision to make or light. And usually in life, there's no one reason that makes you Mm -hmm. uh, take a specific path or make a specific decision on anything. It's, you know, a combination of circumstances and beliefs and also leaps of faith to Mm -hmm. embark yourself in a new direction yes and we're all like so happy for you and so excited you know you have achieved so much while you, being here and the time that you have spent with the company and you've given so much back to the company it wasn't you know just that the company has offered you all this work and it has given you the chances and opportunities but I think you really have taken them all of them you know very serious and with a lot of of passion and a lot of dedication, and that it's like what giving back is like. For many years, you brought all this ballast alive, and in mm-hmm. all this partnerships and friendships. You've you know,
1: yeah. There's yeah. so many layers. I think
0: I just think you have had a fantastic career. Yeah. Yeah, and also a fantastic so. season.
1: Yeah. No, the season was great. Yeah. the The career was definitely uh, full. Is always a yeah. Like full satisfies the notions of both struggle and triumph Mm -hmm. to me. Like, when I say full, I I mean, like, my career was full in the sense that, like, yeah, there were some really, like, difficult things and really Mm -hmm. amazing things. And then when you look back, though, like, both the difficult and amazing things were substantial, powerful, yeah, life-changing. Right. So um, to be able to look back on that especially specifically on the retirement day but then even now mm-hmm. like to look back and think about all of the variety of tasks mm-hmm. both the dancing itself and then other things it's been very full been really yeah. rich
0: yeah and and even though it might be compared to other people's length of careers and might be shorter, but, like, you've had, as you said, full or, like, a very realized, a very generous career where, like, from the very beginning of you getting into the company, you were already doing new things and part of new projects. And, you know, already taking some difficult roles Mm -hmm. from a very young age. And that also makes sense to me. Some people have perhaps a slower career where they might be, like, a little...
1: A later bloomer. A later bloomer. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I
0: really think you have like bloomed from the very beginning of being in the company. So like, it really makes sense to me that you feel fulfilled and
1: yeah, yes, and
0: and like you have developed and reached already goals that you might have had for yourself in the company.
1: Yes, and for people who might not know, I danced with the company for twelve years, mm-hmm. and I got into the company in two thousand ten basically a few months after I graduated from high school and now I'm 30 and I'm retiring and yes it is kind of a shorter period of time to be at a place like New York City Ballet but it has been really rich. Growing up I didn't I didn't understand the concept of being a professional ballet dancer. I didn't realize that that's a job that you could have and so when I got Older and in high school, I realized that I'd like to be in a professional ballet company, specific New York City Ballet. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have like pages long list of roles that I desired to do because mm-hmm. I honestly barely knew the depth of the Balanchine Robbins repertoire. So anyway, just coming here and being able to do anything was always amazing. Yeah. And I, I loved all the core spots that I got to do. Well, maybe not all of them, but... <laughs> <laughs> I I the really the majority of them I really enjoyed, and I was promoted to soloist in 2018, and that was a great time for me too because at that point I felt again very satiated with the court roles that I did. Mm-hmm. I did some of them a lot, mm-hmm. so I wasn't like oh man I only got to do this part like once. Yeah, and so when I became a soloist, what was exciting about that time? I had just also graduated from college. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot, well, not a, well, yeah, I had a, a substantial, yeah, a, a lot, lot more free time. Yeah. And so I was able to cultivate my relationships outside of dance more. I was able to rest more and like have a more balanced schedule, which was exciting. And then of course the pandemic hit and that was an interesting time to reevaluate. And mm-hmm. this year coming back from the pandemic, Felt like a bonus because mm-hmm. I got to do some of my favorite parts of the past, mm-hmm. and then close out with really what was on my short list of dream roles, which was Vienna Waltz's like first movement. I think during the pandemic I made a list of like you know dream roles, mm-hmm. which was very short because. Being a little older in my career, I realized, like, there are things that I think I'm good at, and there are things that I'm like, nope, I'm not yeah. going to be good at that. I don't even want it. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. So Vienna Waltz's, the first movement, was on the short list, and mm-hmm. I got to do that. So, like, yeah, the career, uh, yeah, as you said, it was very yeah full, rich, mm-hmm. layered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something
0: wonderful about getting older, it's, one, knowing yourself better, but also understanding the rep mm-hmm. better. And having seen very up close what it takes to do some of those roles, you know, by witnessing other dancers do it, some of them I'm like, wow, I always dream of doing that. But now that I know what it takes and I know how difficult it is and I know how demanding it could be and what it demands, I know that I may or may not possess those qualities Mm -hmm. that the ballet is demanding. And it's very nice to be like, okay, well, that might not be for me.
1: It's really freeing. freeing. It's really freeing to know that you're not cut out for or you don't desire those things. And that other people do. Mm-hmm. And other people excel in them. It like clears your mind of any comparison or jealousy that yeah. might come. Because like these things are real threats Correct. to Correct. our career. And that was definitely a realization that I had upon retiring. or And really coming back from the pandemic, I was like, Exactly what you just said. There are things that I do not desire to do. I don't think I'd be very good at them. Certain things, I'm like, were totally clear from my mind, which enabled me to really focus on On, the things I did have. And the things that you know you could do and that you could do well. And I think
0: approaching them with that mindset, it's like you're going to do even, like, better than you ever imagined because you, like, believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think that's something that comes with experience and time because I'm sure you will miss a lot of wonderful things. But also, I'm sure you won't miss some of the struggles and anxiety that came with being a professional and with a higher rank as Mm -hmm. a soloist member of the company that there's a lot of pressure with harder, demanding roles.
1: Yes, there's a ton of pressure. Yeah. And a lot of it comes from yourself as a dancer. Uh, The majority. A lot of it comes from, yes, your own, like, what's on the inside. Um, Of course, you feel the pressure from people around you, but a lot of it truly comes from yourself. At least Mm -hmm. I can say that it comes from me. So, I yeah, I am going to be excited to have, again, like, to have that part of my mindset a little freer mm-hmm. cuz i'm not so like thinking about oh what do i have to do like all of these flaws that i have to cover up mm-hmm. to go on the stage or like flaws that i have to own in some way mm-hmm. so anyway just being free of those is going to be
0: mm-hmm.
1: exciting yeah
0: tell us what your leading days up to the retirement and the day of the retirement itself was like
1: once i had made this decision i felt like so much clarity about it and like lots of affirmation just like deep in my heart from like realizing this was the right decision so I felt a lot of excitement and there were definitely times where I was like oh I'm gonna miss this mm-hmm. or on a good day especially if a show went well I was like oh man that was great Um, but then on days when I felt like the show didn't go well I was like oh I'm not gonna miss this <laughs> <laughs> but bottom line like especially the last week of our fall season I was so Excited! I was so excited. I remember waking up the Saturday before my last show and just being like, oh, it's a week away. I'm so excited for the retirement week mm-hmm. and the next steps. A lot of the dancers were so excited for me. And I felt like we just kind of kept feeding off of that excitement together. The last week, I had three shows. I did one show with the new Kyle Abraham piece that mm-hmm. premiered at the Fall Gala. And then two shows on both Thursday and Saturday nights of the Episodes Vienna Waltzes program, Mm -hmm. as we mentioned. And I had my last dress rehearsal. We call them, like, completes. Mm -hmm. So I had my last complete with the whole cast of both Episodes and Vienna Waltzes on Wednesday. And that was kind of surreal because I've said, you know, when you come into the company, you do what you're told and you do all these rehearsals. And to realize that was the last time I was ever going to have a major rehearsal as a dancer at New York City Ballet, that was a substantial moment. Hi, everyone on the podcast. We are getting ready for my last, this is my last dress rehearsal of the whole time at New York City Ballet, 12 years. Um, Last one, gearing up for Vienna Waltz's first movement and i'm really excited the mood has been set the lights are down on stage and with that said i should probably go to my wing and chat with my partner of ron who y'all may know from the pod um okay okay bye We just finished our first section of Vienna Waltzes.
0: First waltz.
1: Uh, first waltz, um, done. And it was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm actually trying not to overthink a lot of things because, yeah, I just feel like that's kind of unnecessary, oddly enough. But the, no. but the only thing that I am really thinking about is how grateful I am. Mm. Like, all of the things, I'm just like, i 'm so thankful for this i 'm so thankful for that. I love the people that I work with, so like trying not to overthink and be like oh i 'm leaving all this behind. What am I going to do?" But more just like what 's the job right now it 's literally to mm-hmm. change costumes or it 's literally Live to in depression. yeah, do the last waltz. Um, and then be really thankful for those moments and just to be very present so just you don't want it
0: to affect your performance no, yeah. that. you still want to have a good show and yeah. you know what requires to have a totally. good show like and then, focus yeah. and concentration and be very present mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah that's exactly it so i'm just trying to be as simple and pure in my approach to all this as possible and then hope for the best Sterling Hilton had a special show on Thursday with our debut in Vienna mm-hmm. Waltzes. That was one of her last non Nutcracker performances mm-hmm. in a Balanchine piece. Yeah. And she invited one of her longtime partners, Robbie Fairchild, to come back and do the last waltz section of Vienna Waltzes, which again is very beautiful and nostalgic. It was exciting to have that as a part of our debut mm-hmm. in Vienna Waltz. It was also her
0: debut in it. Oh, right. Yeah,
1: I have to remember yeah. that. Yeah, so it was her debut in Vienna Waltzes as well. So that night was extremely celebratory. And I had some really enjoyable warm-up classes. Like, our technique classes mm-hmm. were really fun. And on the day of the retirement show, we stood next to each other, me and Aron. Mm-hmm. At bar. bar. Oh, and I should even back up before that though because <laughs> <laughs> when i got to the dressing room the dressing room was extremely decorated my dressing room spot and aron and other dancers other in dancers. the company yeah. like put all of these photos up on my spot and balloons and i'm curious like how okay few questions when did you do the deed of dressing mm-hmm. up my dressing room spot mm-hmm. And then how long did it take? Because it looked like a work of art. And I have photos to back it up. But it looked like a work of art. And everywhere I looked, there was like a nook and cranny of a gift of some sort.
0: Well, here's the thing with Claire. She has the most unpredictable scheduling. (laughs) Um, Not like uh, work scheduling, but herself. Like sometimes, and a lot of us do too, but sometimes she'll be here perhaps until later because she's watching a show or doing some sort of like extra work or just around and some other types she won't be. And sometimes she comes early in the morning, Mm -hmm. other times a little later. Let's just say that her schedule is perhaps um, less uh, consistent as other dancers Mm -hmm. might be. So we were um, trying to work around it and trying to know what her night before would be like. Because there was also an event at City Ballet. We didn't know if she was going to attend the Young Patrons event. Oh, right.
1: Yeah, there's a party. We were like, she
0: might be around, so we might have to get here early in the morning off and decorate it. But she happened to go out to dinner that night. So Mm -hmm. we came in, and we had purchased and printed different photographs, and we had framed some other wonderful photos that uh, Craig Hall Mm -hmm. had taken of you. And that a lot, if not everyone in the company and in the building, got to sign. Yeah,
1: they signed the back of the photo. So
0: there were a lot of little projects that we had planned that, you know, that had been taking some time. Mm-hmm and we had a lot of fun decorating. Every person brought a little bit of things, like some people brought balloons, Mm -hmm. and some people printed the photos, and Oliver McKinnon brought up that congrats Oh, she brought that, that's cute. It was supposed to be congratulations, but we were missing a U, an I, so we decided to (laughs) just say
1: congrats. (laughs) I like it. I didn't even suspect that there was anything going on, and one of the funny things about that night before is that I did go to the theater kind of like later before I went to my dinner, and, Megan Dutton O'Hara, who sits like kind of on the opposite side of the dressing room to me, she's like, Claire, what are you (laughs) doing here? Um, Are you staying for long?
0: Again, this is back to her, (laughs) Claire Kretschmer's random ins and outs um, of the theater.
1: Yeah, definitely. There were some random ins and outs that day. So, yeah, when I came to the theater on Saturday morning, I was super surprised to see it really well decorated. And I will say it was really well decorated which was such a gift to me because I appreciate again like curation things and beauty and Interior spaces.
0: Big <laughs> shout out to Emily Kikta. She did a lot of the... She was the this, spearhead. She, she, yeah. she was the spearhead for this. She was, she was mom when it came to the decisions and the ordering <gasps> and clicking and like, we're doing this, we're doing that. What do you think about this? So good.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, she did a great job. And there yeah, were... Yeah, I think she said there were something like 170 photos printed. Oh, we did a shirt
0: album. Oh my God. Just going through that album. Because not all of them made it to... Um, made the cut made the print edition wow just going through the shirt album which is still up and people can still add things to it um was
1: (laughs) are people still adding things to it
0: they can if they want to (laughs) but it it, that alone gave us a lot of good times because we we set it up weeks before so just and people will like at very random times will add things (laughs) so waking up in the morning to like more pictures (laughs) and videos added to that
1: Yeah, and then the fun thing is that, like, in most of the pictures, it's usually, like, at least Mm -hmm. two of us or a group of us, so it it wasn't just, like, I mean, I was probably in most of the pictures, but most of the time, it was, like, some kind of story Story was being told in the photo.
0: It really captures the essence of who you are, of that community quality that you have, that always being around people, always making some sort of history, so, yeah.
1: The day, well, when I the saw, day of, yeah. yeah, the day of the show, um, yeah, I walked into the dressing room. We had a fun time. Oh yeah, Mind out. you,
0: I didn't know what time she was gonna come in, so I'm like, oh, well, let me be there an hour earlier, before class. <laughs> <laughs> she got to that dressing room before anyone was in the dressing room.
1: Yeah, well, there was a family Saturday, so uh, like a show early right, in the right. morning, but I was there alone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for a while. for not having
0: the family Saturday. Yeah, you got I was there before- early. Yeah, I look so, so me. She was doing
1: some laptop work. (laughs) (laughs) I was making the RSVP list for the after the retirement show party. Yeah, Yeah, I was just solidifying all those things. That was also not a show, but it was something to organize was the party. But the next thing that happened was like our warm up class. And that Mm -hmm. was really fun and. Craig Salstein taught it, and he brings a lot of humor and joy to the classroom.
0: Just minutes before, Blair Critchmore admitted that, you know, I might not cry today. It might not just not happen for me. (laughs) You know, I might not get emotional because... You know, we all know how much joy she gets from dancing. So, like, part of it, it makes sense. I was like, oh, she might just be, like, happy-go-lucky girl all day, just, you know, <laughs> celebrating. Well, before class even started. Before
1: class started, Uh, Craig Salstein said something like, we want to congratulate Claire Kretschmar mm-hmm. on her career. And then, like, everybody in the classroom, like, all the dancers turned yeah. around and just clapped. And they're looking at me. I stand in the back corner, and yeah. Aron was right in front of me. And then, just seeing the whole company turn around and clap and just look really joyful made me cry. Yeah. Okay, tear up. I didn't, I no, wasn't like pouring. She didn't but she did, emotions were felt. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. just good friends all of us so like that's the that's like the the real part of this job is that to me maybe I shouldn't speak too soon I just I'm leaving today so I'm full of ideas and thoughts so maybe like when I um, collect myself I'll have the real statement but still that's that's what came out naturally so the people I teared up and then I'll run looked at me and I like, yeah you did <laughs> you said something like and you said you weren't gonna, gonna cry and you're like mm-hmm. Yeah. and then you turned around <laughs>
0: yeah part of our friendship has been to tease each other about who's right and who's wrong because we both always were you're poquito like, stubborn un this right. <laughs> um, stubborn on both ends
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah anyway that yeah and on the morning of I was reminiscing I was and I've told this story to people I was like yeah when we were rehearsing for Stravinsky Violin Concerto this season I have a, a funny memory of this time when a was lifting me. Yeah. And then I was like, Can you put me down a little more softly? And then in my head, I remember you saying, No, but well, I have another step.
0: Um, I have a step right after that. I have that. a step right after we gotta that. Go. So we
1: got to go. <laughs> and then I was like, But you need to put me down more softly. And you're like, But I have a step. <laughs> <laughs> And it just made me laugh and then and then you were like, That's not how I remember the story. (laughs) (laughs) You also rename we like to
0: name different parts in the choreography with different names to mark Mm -hmm. where we are and I feel like sometimes there are marks with names in the The music, yeah. In the score already that, you know, the rep directors reference in order to place everyone in the room at the same place choreographically and musically. For the mm-hmm. dancers and the pianist, but we like to make up our own marks of things. Yeah. Particularly if we're learning something fresh. For Vienna waltzes, we named all of the series yeah. of the choreography with like names that will make us remember yes. what comes next. Because new choreography is always challenging to remember about particularly something like Vienna that <laughs> it's similar. Every series can be a little bit similar but different and waltzing in different ways, starting with one leg or the other leg going back or front, yeah. facing the front or the back. Anyway. Yeah, for
1: the lift that we were talking about in the like, I guess, apparently, you remember this more than I did, but we named it yeah. Wild One. Well, at, and first then, it was, at first one, it was two leg, legs One Two Legs. One Two Legs in lift. So we lift. were calling it,
0: oh, let's go back to One Two one, Legs. One Two Legs. But then it got renamed to Wild Arms. It's Wild
1: Arms because <laughs> I was looking too boring doing this step. So it's like, okay, let's make it wild. Um, Which is a
0: good technique to remember the correction on it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Totally. Because you're
0: like, yeah, that's how you remember.
1: Yeah, for Vienna waltzes, when we were doing that in the beginning, we had normal waltz, mm-hmm. we had washing, washing machine, machine, then came drape. Drapes, yeah. And then Ching Ching, or like the clean clean because we cling our wrists together. Yeah. Then Oval Office. Oval Office is when we make an oval, oval doing with- a waltz pattern. Our yeah. <laughs> own named it Oval Office. And then Oval Office went into Chene, Chene, into screaming, screaming, which means like, ah, you're moving through lots of people, going under hoops. And yeah, and then the rest is other stuff. But yeah, those were some of our names for Vienna Waltzes.
0: Yeah. And we know what we're talking about, but sometimes when you just refer to that part, to the rest of the room. They were like, yeah. what yeah,
1: you're like to the piano. Like, can snake? we go from screaming? <laughs> <laughs> what snake? <laughs> yeah. What what snake? I don't see it in the score. <laughs> yeah, but there are fun moments like oh, that. I'll
0: miss that, Claire.
1: Yeah, and that's very those, these are like those are uh, the moments. These are the moments. Those are yeah. the fun things. I also have a fond memory of switching back to like the class of the last day. Craig Salstein has this gift of making people laugh really hard mm. in the ballet setting, which is, I think, healthy and wonderful in the right context. And every now yeah, and then, yeah. like, it's it's great because then you get out of your head a little bit. And so I just remember seeing in class, I have no idea of what, like, happened, but I think Megan O'Hara mm-hmm. did something, like, just in class. She kind of, like, fell out of something or... Anyway, and then Craig Salstein said like, "What was that?" And then <laughs> Megan just fell to the floor laughing. Like she tried to do like a few tondus like the step called for, and then Craig kept going with the like, "What the heck, Megan?" I know. And he
0: then really Megan. The and then
1: Megan just like went down to the floor, and so that probably me so much joy and laughter to see Megan, like crumple to the floor yeah, in the combination because she was laughing so much. Yeah. And it is like, so
0: rare. Everyone is so focused. Yeah,
1: everybody's very focused. That
0: to see laughter to such is uh, extent. Yeah, it was great. So during like, classes.
1: That funny. was a gift to me, and I've always enjoyed laughing. Like, Russell Jansen used to tease me because, I mean, I do really enjoy laughing, but in the ballet classroom, I could laugh very easily, mm-hmm. as you know. And so I tried not to go too crazy in the classroom and be very focused, but Russell used to always come over to me and, like, start a conversation, and I would always, like, scoot away from him because I was like, <laughs> don't distract me. <laughs> but anyway, it's still, like, seeing those moments when people really laugh, it does make me happy. So that mm-hmm. was a gift. And then, I mean, at the show, that night went really well for me anyway. had a great time.
0: Um, are there any other shows specifically or ballads specifically that you will cherish, that you will look back and, you know—
1: I always like doing Stravinsky Ballet Concerto, and mm-hmm. I feel fortunate that I was able to do it this last season. I think that that's one of those rare ballets for me that my, like, spirit connects easily to that one, mm-hmm. and then also my body was able to do the steps for that one. Mm-hmm. So that's one that I will always cherish. Like, I feel like I found a core part of myself in that piece. Mm-hmm. And... Like the Nutcracker comes to mind. Oh, gosh. I know. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but it's... <laughs> because it's something that I don't There are a million ever. things to okay, choose okay, 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 okay.
0: Which is the Nutcracker.
1: I love the Nutcracker.
0: I know. There are two kinds of people. Let me tell you about the two kinds of people in this world. The people in the world that can just do Nutcracker forever and ever, and they're always looking forward. And then the people that rather get their toes cut off than listen to that music ever again.
1: What about the people who don't even know what the Nutcracker is?
0: Lucky ones. (laughs) I call those the very privileged ones. (laughs) So there are three
1: groups of people. Um, Yeah. I do really like the Nutcracker. But I like the whole aura of it. Well, Mm -hmm. sometimes the dancing, I don't know. There are certain roles within it that I was like, oh, yeah, I love this. And then other roles, they're like challenging and hard. And like I'm like, Mm -hmm. ooh, I have to really – I do love this, but it's hard. But bottom line – Nutcracker, I love the whole like traditional element of it. The, the family, the community. I get it why you like it. I <laughs> yeah. get it why you like it.
0: On uh, the record, I don't hate the Nutcracker. I, there's just so much more that, I, a that ri- I prefer yeah. over Nutcracker.
1: Um, some of the core things that stand out, I love doing glass pieces. Mm. I loved Western Symphony. I loved Western movement. Symphony first movement. I, I did the core. And. I just had an absolute blast doing it. Because you, know, you get to be a little sassy. You're dancing a lot. A lot of really great steps to really great music. It's very Americana. It um, is.
0: Also, particularly that first movement seems so musical. It's so musical. And like the steps fit so well to that music. Yes.
1: Yes. And it's so fun. There's like a frilly step that the girls do with their hands up in the air. Yeah. And then they just prance around with their feet in place. And... It's like, wow, that's ballet. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I really enjoyed Western Symphony and I like doing it. It's all, again, the, like, love doing it with the people. There are a few Justin Peck pieces that I really like. F- again, I felt very natural and true, like, what true about to myself. Easy? I was gonna say Easy was definitely one of them yeah. that, again, brought out the more playful, sassy side of me. Yeah. I really enjoyed doing Easy. I also really enjoyed doing Partita, one of the later things that he did. Something that I like also about A Midsummer Night's Dream is that there's song, mm. so I love. I just like you, you love voices. I love voices, like yeah. I love music that has a melody. So lyrics, we, even. lyrics. I love lyrics because then that means I get to sing it. Yeah, sing alone. Um, so. I really enjoyed doing partita because there's all these voices and the sound is very uplifting. And I really like doing this duet with India Bradley. Like it's a like a four minute or so duet. And to me, it comes off as very like sisterly. Yeah, it was just really fun to do that with her and to do it again, a new work at the end of my career Mm -hmm. that, that I really enjoyed doing. That's a fair summary. There's more, I could say I more, but those things stand out. So now that
0: we have looked back, <laughs> I think we should turn our heads and look forward, and we'll love to hear what's next in Claire Kirchmer's life.
1: Hmm, yes. I know some things, and I don't know others. <laughs> Groundbreaking. <laughs> um
0: like wait a minute you're not a fortune teller you don't know what's ahead
1: i don't know what's coming um yes i am gonna be in the city for the next two-ish months Mm -hmm. i have a few nutcracker gigs and those will probably be the last time that i do nutcracker gigs which it's kind of nice in a way it's not a direct closure of my ballet performance life like, the chapter in New York City Ballet has ended, but I still have, like, a few more yeah. shows. So that'll be nice. not over. Yeah. And as yeah. I said, I, I do enjoy, like, the whole thing of the Nutcracker. But then what's next in the future, I am going to teach dance at a school outside of the city. I'm, I'll teach ballet there, mm-hmm. specifically. And then I am going to teach creative movement in a public school through New York City Ballet, their education department. Mm-hmm. They have a program called, I think it's called Ballet Tales or like their teaching artist program where it doesn't have to be New York City Ballet Dancers. It can be anyone, but you are trained in this way of teaching creative movement in public schools in New York City. So I'm gonna do that for one day a week. And then kind of the other things that I know I would like to explore are choreography. I'd like to just have more time to be with people. And with that, like I'm very interested in coaching, mentorship, that kind of stuff, kind of the stuff that I felt inclined to do in my last chapter at New York Mm -hmm. City Ballet, but it was not my position. But, like, just naturally I wanted to encourage people. So I think that I'll hopefully find ways of doing that. I might continue this Master of Sacred Arts degree program that I started doing during the pandemic. So maybe, yeah, maybe getting a master's. But that would be an online program that I can do on my own time. Mm -hmm. And kind of the overall desire of mine is to have more time and space and energy to brainstorm and to think creatively as opposed to doing Mm
0: -hmm. or like limiting that time because you have to share it mm -hmm. with uh, job duties.
1: Yes. And yeah, I mean, one goal of mine in this coming. Season, whether that's like months or year, a year or more, would be to get a ballet that I've already created or even a new ballet like onto a stage mm-hmm. because I've choreographed a few things but they have been done in a studio mm-hmm. or filmed and mm-hmm. I would love to have one on a stage. Yes, even live. Yeah, so I feel like that's a tangible goal that I can reach and we'll see if choreography becomes something that like I really want to go into right. like fully, or if it's something that I dabble in and enjoy. But bottom line, I'm just ready for that flexible time to be creative and not limit my mm-hmm. interests.
0: Cool, freelance.
1: Yeah, that's really a great word to that summarize. Is, yeah. Freelance.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Do you feel like you will be? an audience member soon or do you think you want to take a little break from
1: watching dance or ballet That's a great question. I am excited to be an audience member. I would mm-hmm. say soon. I have no qualms about watching in the audience shortly after I'm departing. I actually think it'll be really fun. Nice. To fully Relax in the audience instead because you know, how sometimes when oh, you yeah. watch in the audience, you you are either currently rehearsing for the yeah. role or you have Counting done it, along. yeah, or yeah, you yeah. count along with the steps. So, I'm excited to just watch and not think, Oh, I have to do that tomorrow, yeah. or Oh, you're studying it, yeah, yeah, mm hmm. So, yeah, I'm really excited to be an audience, I'm excited to dress up. Oh. I'm excited for that, and yeah. um, you know, being able to chit chat with people during intermission.
0: You're gonna become a ballet lady.
1: I might be a ballet lady. I mean,
0: you you already are a ballet lady. <laughs> now you, you now you can fulfill. So the early on the podcast, what
1: was I? I was a prima ballerina, now I'm a ballet lady, and now... Yeah, it's a different
0: stage. <laughs> it's a different, different stage.
1: Yeah, you you start off as an apprentice, and then core soloist. Prima ballerina. Prima ballerina, ballerina which <laughs> really I didn't <laughs> reach, to, if we're going by the facts. Yeah. Um, and then you become a ballet lady. Yeah. I don't know what's after that.
0: We don't know the future. Maybe you will end up in, like a chairman of the board of some dance dance institution. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I don't.
1: <laughs> These are the things I do not know.
0: But this is the excitement of the future. Exactly. That none of us know what will be ahead. Exactly.
1: Yeah, it's exciting and daunting. But I'll definitely be an audience member. So if anyone out there wants... Yeah, me. if
0: you're in the audience if and you, <laughs> you see Claire Critchmore, the newest um addition to the ballet lady community
1: yeah please welcome please
0: stop by and say hi (laughs) congratulate our ballerina ballet lady and you'll be hearing from us soon on our next episode
1: yes stay tuned we have our next episode coming out just to clarify i'll still be doing the podcast without ron which is really exciting this is one of those side jobs of New York City Valley that I really mm. I've really enjoyed doing this and I'm looking forward to continuing to be involved with the institution in this capacity and that it gives me an excuse to come here and to <laughs> be with people and to talk about the stories that I love to hear about so yeah I'm really excited to Great. do it so
0: yeah. we're looking forward to it
1: stay tuned any last words for Claire? <laughs> oh my gosh. Did I'm you just watch? gonna miss her. Yes, did I did. Beautiful. I'm gonna miss her so much. Beautiful spirit. So person inside out and dancing.
0: Halloween for me starts with Nutcracker. Like you it, wanna you wanna get me scared? Write <laughs> that, Nut- that music. And I know he comes right after Halloween. He does. Mm. Spooky season. <laughs> yeah, for me lasts until the new year.